It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 391 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, October 4th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. Find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. Of course, as always, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd. Locked On NBA with David Locke. And you can find those all together, as always, in the Locked On NBA iTunes channel, the number one daily local sports podcast network. Uh, so make sure you're riding the wave and finding a show you like and subscribing and rating and reviewing on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and all those good things. All right, I'm kind of rushing through the intro today because uh, we're on a bit of a time crunch because I need to go drink beer and watch hockey and I'm I'm a bad at my job and, uh, and, and rush things. But join today for another very special episode where we're going to review an episode of Serge Ibaka's How Hungry Are You with our friend Katie Heindel. How's it going? Good. Pretty good. I, I drank too much beer last night. <laughs> You're still hungover at 6 p.m., you. huh? <laughs> the 6 p.m. hangover, that's that's rough. Yeah, it's just like, you know, I'm just, just I'll be fine. I'm All just right. feeling a bit tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's gloomy well, out there. <laughs> we're not talking about anything even remotely stomach-turning today, so uh, that's good. Oh, yeah. I lied. <laughs> we were talking about uh, the bench mob going over to Serge Ibaka's house. And eating lamb brains in the latest edition of Serge Ibaka's How Hungry Are You? Uh, I guess just initial observations of this episode. Of course, we talked about the DeMar DeRozan episode last week. It seems like this one is actually taking place in Toronto at Serge's place in Toronto. It seems like all the guys came over. Uh, it, it looks probably more like condo-y than it is like L.A. mansion in there. So... Um, Impressions on sort of the production value of the cooking aspect of the show compared to last week, which we were pretty critical of. Yeah, um, I like it better. It feels a bit more. It feels more like Serge is comfortable in this kitchen too. Mm-hmm. The topiaries in the in the dining room kind of threw me off. But I guess <laughs> if you're only living in your condo for like I don't know, however many months of the year, that's fine. You can get away with some weird decor. Um, but. I think the production value was like a, it was a bit better. I mean, you can see like the lights in some shots, but <laughs> it was just like it's whatever. It's like you're having your friends over and you're you're filming an episode of your show. Yeah, I thought the cooking sequences were much better shot this time around. Maybe it just was because of the food that Serge was preparing. The lamb brain maybe has a bit more sort of elements to the cooking process than the mealworms did, where he just put them in a pot with some salt and pepper and let it go. <laughs> Yeah, but I still wouldn't like. I, I would prefer if he had his ingredients kind of set out yeah. nicely in little ramekins or plates or something. Because yeah. there's a scene. The grossest thing to me was weirdly like not the cooking and the basting of the lamb brains and butter was when he squirted out the herbs. <laughs> quote unquote. Who knows what they were from the little green tube onto the top of the brains, and they didn't. It looked disgusting. Like it didn't look. It didn't spread out. It was just like in these gross 
green dollop. <laughs> you know? That yeah. is disgusting to me. See, like, I'll buy cheap stuff at the grocery store. I'm not above that. But it's nice to know that an NBA player is willing to stoop to levels that I'm not even willing to go with the pre-processed, tubed herbs. Like, that is something I've never even dabbled in. And, yeah, the dollops that he put on there. Like, usually that's something I feel like you'd, like, marinade with. Like, you sort of do a nice little rub with that and maybe some other ingredients as opposed to just, like, plopping it on near the end of the cooking to be like, yeah, now this has flavor. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was pretty ridiculous, too. Uh, the the fact that he like showed the plating process was nice as well. Like the last week, it was very that much was just so like weird. it was weird. <laughs> but last week, it was like I'm just gonna pour this rice and worms onto a plate out of the pot with no sort of like pomp and circumstance around it. This time, you know, he had the nice big platter. He did like the nice equal servings around the dish. Like I feel like if you were on a cooking show. Like, he would get good grades for plating, I'm pretty sure. He had the nice green elements. He had, I think, some cherry, cherry tomatoes in there, too. Um, but it looks so weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was no method to his plating. He just kind of, like, slapped the brains down, and then he kind of dumped this. I don't know what I don't know what the greenery was. And then, of all things, like, I get it. Put some cherry tomatoes down, but he wasn't like, you know, I like this because the acidity offsets the richness <laughs> of the brains. I just made that up. But like, say something like that. So like, why am I using? I just feel like in in this show, the production value of the the show maybe is fine, but the production value of the food is not good, which is the focus <laughs> of the show. Because another weird point I I like fixated on was the bread that he like serves the brains yes. to them on. Yes, it's just some like. Dimplemeyer loaf, like grocery store style loaf, and like I don't just it just seems like he sent someone down to like the corner store, like or the condo store, and was like, oh fuck, I need something extra ingredients. Yeah, he realized he realized that the consistency of the lamb brain was it required a vessel on which to spread it, as opposed to just being able to like eat it with a fork. So he sent the camera guy who. As William Liu pointed out, and as I theorized last last week, uh, looks like Lorenzo Brown. I don't think it actually is, but very much looks like him. Um, so maybe just sent him down to, to make a run for some day-old, day-past expiry bread. Um, yeah, the, the plating was weird because it seemed like, it looked like arugula to me. But it seemed like, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, because of the peppery flavor of the arugula, it's going to offset with the, the hardiness of the lamb really well. It was more like, yeah, I'm going to cover it up with this stuff so the guys don't really see it underneath. And it's more of a surprise. Um, and then the, the thing that really got me. Now and, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, the thing that really got me was plopping the raw lamb brain in the middle of the plate. And just like... <laughs> The white ooze that like was the residue that came out of it as he moved it across the platter and it left behind. It looked like a slug trail. That like that's the one point I would dock on the presentation aspect of everything because that made it look absolutely disgusting. Um, any other notes on the on the food preparation before we get to the actual conversation and consuming of the food? No, the prep again is just like what prep uh, <laughs> and. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I like to see him using some techniques. He's like basting, he's basting it in the butter yeah. in as he goes. So it's like, okay, like, you know, I liked that Delon was like, or no, I think, no, it wasn't Delon. Uh, it was Siakam. He was like, I don't even know if he can cook. Like, <laughs> that, 
that we've questioned. So it was nice to see him actually cooking a bit more. Uh, I want to know if he he's had this like serving dish in his house all along, or yeah. if he got it special for this episode. <laughs> On the same um, run but, that he took to get the bread, he just picked yeah. it up in the uh, kitchenware aisle. Um, it was a big kitchen stuff plus get. <laughs> the uh, the comments Yaka makes, which I think mirrored something we said last week, was I don't know if he knows how to cook. What's his recipe? Just salt and pepper and water for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't Man. wrong. It's not at all off base. Although he did leave out the fact that there's herb gunk on all of the uh, the brain as well. Although I will say about the the herb gunk, it did kind of it seemed like it, it, it sort of melted away a little bit and kind of got into the nooks and crannies of the brain a little bit more than I thought it was going to. Like the butter seemed to help it all kind of you know congeal into one buttery herby mess, but. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think that was intentional by any means. That was more of an accidental side effect of his cooking style. We will get to the dinner table conversation between Serge and the bench mob in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor for today, and that is Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. And with Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. You just go to the App Store or Google Play, you download the free Vivid Seats app, use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. You're not getting fake tickets or anything like that. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders or $200 of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. I bet you wanted to be at the Leafs game last night if you're a Leaf fan to see the first game for John Tavares. He scored a great goal. Austin Matthews scored twice as well. You could have been there if you used Vivid Seats. If you used this promo code, maybe you were there. Uh, if you haven't been to a Leaf game yet using Vivid Seats, make sure you get to the next one with Vivid Seats. The promo code locked on, 20 bucks off, orders of 200 bucks or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get to the conversation around the table with the bench mob plus OG. First of all, do you think OG feels slighted being lumped in with the bench mob considering he started like 67 games last season and relegated Norm himself to the bench? No, I think he knows that's kind of like where, where he fits. In, in the, I mean, I don't think it's where he fits, obviously, playing, but right. I think it's like those are his friends, you right, know? Right, right. Yeah. Also, the the anti-social social club shirt that he's wearing, um, a perfect brand for him, really. Uh, it's, yeah. It's absolutely perfect. <laughs> I like that they clowned on him for not wanting to talk ever, even on this show where the half the process, the premise is to sit around and talk. Um, and they're like, Kawhi's here now. You have to talk now. That that was yeah, a nice little I touch. Like that they called him out on that a lot. <laughs> 
Um, uh, the conversation was really, I really liked it. I kind of got lulled and I forgot, I forgot why we were all there. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was kind of interesting. Like, Serge comes in and he's like, he's very much dad here. And he's like, so guys, it's my 10th year. You guys are all young. How are you guys feeling about the season? Um, and it was a pretty good conversation. Although I think at some point they kind of got bored with it and were like, yeah, this is like questions we get from like the media idiots we talk to every day. Um, like ask us some more in-depth stuff here, Serge, because it got to the point where like Pascal and Fred were just kind of serving up platitudes um, yeah. and like very sort of cliche answers. Um, but I, the conversation was good. Any sort of thing that was that came out from anyone that sort of piqued your interest or, or caught your eye? Or ear, when Dylan asks for wine, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, I like that. I mean, yeah, they were all kind of giving. It was. I thought it was funny when he asked them like what they would do, like ten seconds on the clock, kind of thing. Yeah. And the guys that gave more like technical responses, like Dylan had one that was like definitely it was just like I don't I wouldn't say it was canned, but he's he's responding as if he was being asked that in like a post game. Yeah. Concert. Yeah. Um, it's like very descriptive mm-hmm. whereas like Siakam's like I'll just shoot it <laughs> and like I like to hear Norm say that too um, but I liked it at the very end like Fred I felt like was especially poetic mm-hmm. um, in his response because he was like it, does, it doesn't matter like that's the magic of it or like that's the beauty of it yeah he it's did like, kind of get to the root of what makes the bench mob hum right it was uh mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I found Fred to be very leader-like in this. Uh, you know, he ate the food last. He was the last person yeah. to try it. And he was a little bit... Uh, he tried to pull the Damar almost and just, like, barely try it at first. But then the, they kind of called on the leader instincts within Fred and were like, you're the leader, come on, floor general, do it, man. And then he just, like, housed it, which I appreciated. Um, they were all taking some very big bites. Like, yeah. no one was being... <laughs> shy about it and then Delon just like went back <laughs> more and more and more the thing about yeah Delon we'll get to Delon eating the raw brain in the middle in a second um just sort of going around the the table starting with Delon like Delon seemed like the most eager I think to eat it he was uh you know he wasn't clowning around he was he wasn't screwing around he just went straight forward and I think he I think he enjoyed it almost I think he enjoyed it the most of anybody there outside of Surge probably The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, what did you make of OG's strange handle on the bread? Did this, did this like, stand out to you? Like, who holds bread? Yes. Who eats like that? It did. It did. I definitely was like, okay, maybe he's going to maneuver it or, like, change. But it was, like, so tentative and, like, very strange like just eating for the first time like it just but then at the same time i was like you know what it's really weird but it's like it's almost also exactly how i would picture him eating something yeah just um... in his own like there's like a real flair to it like kind of a finesse Yeah, his he has like a weird thing where his like I think it's his right thumb is like guiding the bread into yeah. his mouth and it seems like almost he's about to do like sort of like a non fold 
but he kind of backs out at the last second. Um, so I don't know what the hell is going on there. I wonder if he holds a fork weirdly as well. That kind of leads me into a bigger question about how he eats in general. But um, It made me weirdly think, like, he must be such a good dancer. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Elaborate, Just, like, please. His hand, his hand movements, I'm watching it right now, and, like, how kind of loose he seems. I don't know. He's just like, like he'd have some creative, like extremely creative dance moves. Maybe he's know. like, yeah, maybe he gets into a sit, like him at a tapas place would probably just be like kind of a, a work of art where he's just kind of going with where the food asks his hands to go. I bet he's like a really, it's really sexy when he feeds like a, his partner. <laughs> Here, try this oyster, and he does it very sort of sensually. I bet that. Yeah, he really finesses it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you think of the rest of the reactions to the food? Um, I liked I liked Pascal sort of shooting down stereotypes. He's like, yeah, just because I'm from Africa doesn't mean I'll eat anything. Uh, and then sort of the laugh that came out of that, I appreciated that. Yeah, he. no, I like that a lot. I feel like uh, out of all their reactions, there is like, when he they first do the reveal, yeah, and then you can you can always see Fred in the frame, even when they do like a wide shot or whatever, and like his everyone else is like no, oh, oh, like covering their faces <laughs> and kind of ducking in and out and moving, and Fred just is absolutely still <laughs> with like his hands over his mouth, just staring at it. Yeah, um, I thought that was like a real, a true panic yeah. uh, that you or I might have. Uh, what else? Pascal, uh, are you concerned at all about his social media shilling before he ate the the lamb brain? He's like really, I mean, and this isn't a bad thing, but he's like feeling of himself in like a very, in a special way, you know, like he's, yeah. he's, 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 uh, he's like his own hype man. Like he was kind of prefacing everything he was doing almost with, with like a clip. Yeah. <laughs> um, it kind of reminded me of how he I played last hard. night in the... In the preseason game, almost like he was uh, definitely feeling himself as a playmaker. He made some mistakes doing it, but he put himself out there, which I think is what we want from a guy like Pascal if he's going to make a real leap this season. Like he can't be sort of shy and tentative when it comes to putting himself out there. Like he needs to be gregarious, I think, for him to achieve his best self. And I'm glad he's doing it in you know social settings like this as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think like even the biggest takeaway from this is like how comfortable and happy they all are and how yeah. much like I don't know even DeLon I feel like you're watching this it's like maybe it's just you we haven't seen them this in this kind of a setting being this casual talking for this long mm-hmm. but it, it also seems like they're all like they've all grown up a little bit they're all like really feeling confident and like I don't know good with yeah. each other which for Norm um, I think is probably a good sign of his sort of his ability to sort of compartmentalize the on-court and the off-court because I kind of, my heart broke a little bit when there was a part where it was like Norm was talking about, yeah, you just gotta like play. Like just, all you gotta do is play. And I'm like, dude, you're not really gonna play. (laughs) I know. uh, I hope he plays. but I know. When he's like, yeah, you gotta play and you've gotta ignore what everyone says. Yeah. how you you do you just have to keep going yeah and the fact that there doesn't seem to be any tension between him and OG even though OG snaked his job when he was hurt last season which I think is good bodes well for the coming season Um, let's get to DeLon before we wrap this thing up I'm sorry this is so abbreviated and it feels so rushed but let's get to DeLon 
uh, wrapping things up by just going for it and having the raw brain in the middle, which I think was supposed to be more decorative than it was to be eaten, but he didn't seem to give a shit. No, I think it was completely decorative, part of the garnish, maybe like a before and after. Um, but he went real, like, fear factor on it, and no yeah. one asked him to. Yeah, it wasn't like, like no one dared him. It just, it, it almost was like it came out of nowhere. The camera had to, like, quickly pan over to him. They didn't even get, like, the full reach for the brain. It was more like, oh, shit, this is going on. We should probably catch this. Like, he was enjoying it, too. Like, yeah. he was, he ate his whole portion he was like spreading it around like a like it was a terrine, which like it looked like it kind of had the consistency of a, of a terrine. So, yeah. um, but he was like really into it, and then yeah, he just like went for the raw one, and everyone flipped out. <laughs> uh, I think it's good. He's like he's feeling confident, <laughs> he's, like, feeling ready. Um, but I don't know how it even stayed on the fork. <laughs> This reminds me of the beginning of the entire thing. The opening shot is the the raw brain sort of bubbling in the water, and yes. <laughs> as he's as I guess Serge is like blanching them or rinsing them or whatever, and uh, they over they dub over Pascal being like it's alive, and they have like Jaws music playing. That was a <laughs> nice production touch that I think we slept on earlier on in our discussion of the early production of the cooking aspect of the show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, sorry, I forgot all about that. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I don't think we're rushing this. I think we're just not talking for like 10 minutes about the, the um, glassware that's in the cabinets. That's fair. Yeah, him. we didn't get quite a glimpse. I'd imagine if this is his house, oh, I, I don't know. Where, what do you think he has more glassware? At, in his L.A. home or here? Uh, probably in that. Well, I don't even know if that was his L.A. home. No, he was. I'm pretty I, sure he's in Toronto in this one. No, this one he's in Toronto, but in his LA home or the home he's in in LA, I think is probably more stocked with glassware than his. Don't you feel like he's probably just got some like Raptors mugs and like yeah, I don't know, just like it looks like someone's like kitchen and first year university situation. Yeah, he might have st- he might have stolen some cups from the media room. Um, yeah, that, that people exactly. use for soft drinks. Yeah, because like they're never really there during the regular season, and there was a whole feature done last year on Surge. And his, you know, having food delivered from Pickering like once a week because he doesn't really want to cook for himself. So, yeah, he might not have any glassware to speak of in this, uh, which, which again goes against the production value. If you want to really believe that it's a cooking show, um, that's important. Any parting shots before we wrap this thing up, Katie? Um, no, I just I wish they all had kind of like invited better challengers on to to do the, to yeah. Do the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I like when Fred was like, you. (laughs) (laughs) Serge is, uh, I don't think he cares. He's he's all good. No, I don't think he really cares. Yeah. Uh, I I like the... The question is, is he going to get any of those people to to come on? Probably not anyway, so... Yeah, I like the idea of Bobby Webster and Masai. I mean, that might be a good way for Bobby Webster to, like, make his first ever appearance in front of a camera. True. (laughs) Um, Masai (laughs) might be a little above it, but also... I don't know. He's got a relationship with Serge from back in the day and from basketball without borders. Maybe he'd give him a, he'd throw him a bone. Maybe he would critique his cooking. Mm, yeah. They should have like the head Maybe chef. Maybe of... you didn't prepare this the right way. Yeah. This should have a celebrity chef on, I think, is what really should be going on. Like <laughs> Chef Michael Smith should be brought in to 
provide his whimsical musings on Serge's cooking and and sort of critique it. Maybe have like more of a yeah a critique aspect to it as opposed to like a shock and awe factor when the players or the or the guests eat it. Like have an actual critic who can be in there to sort of pick apart Serge's you know, fundamentals of cooking. Yeah, like yeah. let's let's go less fear factor on the next yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, I think that's gonna do it, Katie. This was great. Thank you so much. If there's another raptor on a, an episode of How Hungry Are You, we'll have to do another episode. Or if there's another good guest and Surge really shines um, and and improves his craft, um, maybe he'll get some f- forearm tattoos to really embrace the chef motif um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, come up with a compelling backstory for how he became a chef. But until then, uh, where can people find you, Katie? Um, just around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I should have. I think I should have my first piece out on the athletic this week. Awesome. Um, and then I've got something coming out on uh, Up Rocks Dime Magazine soon. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't want to just like uh, peg myself on a on a day. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be out there. Yeah, and it'll be on the internet at some point in the near it's future. It's going to be around. I'm yeah. around. Just yeah. come find me. <laughs> uh, follow Katie at Whatevs as well. You can follow me at Woodley Sean. Please subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. is the best way to support the show as always. And we'll be back again on Friday with another episode. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about, but it'll be something. So stick around, and we'll talk to you next time on Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.